80s classic. Top Gun fits this in every meaning of the word. Not only was it a massive blockbuster that nabbed Oscar nominations, it won an Oscar for Best Original Song for Take My Breath Away and was selected for preservation in the National Film Registry in 2015 for being culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant. And everyone in this movie looks like they have massive B.O. because of how much they're sweating. They sweat so much. This is 80s movies. A guide to what's wrong with your parents. I'm Riley Roberts. And I'm Tara McNamara. Top Gun follows Pete Maverick Mitchell, an arrogant fighter pilot, as he goes for eight weeks of training at the Navy's elite flight school. If you ask me, this entire movie is mainly focused on Tom Cruise's unibrow. Yeah, <laughs> It is, like, the only thing I could focus on, and I was like, why the actual heck did the stylist not tweeze that shit? Like, yeah. it, it needed a tweezing. Like, well, sorry. But well, it did. It did. It's it really shocking did. to stare at the unibrow and be like, this was hot, but this was the 80s. And it actually, it actually really plays into the one issue I have with this film, yeah. which I this, say... This film is very, very pg well, listen, it's... Very PG. Pretty I mean, much. I know. They barely show the sex, but that tongue shit was nasty. Yeah, that was some major, like, tongue dipping. Tom has some weird tongue thing. <laughs> I think... Why okay. would you, That was gross. Yeah, I think... I, I think that that was, like, in the shadows, and the cinematography is great, that they were, like, it was him penetrating her mouth with his mouth. That is what was going on. You didn't see any sex happen. Yeah. That's how you knew it was gonna get... It was it was getting hot, and that's what was about to happen. It was, yeah. Disgusting. Yeah. Um, but all of that really falls into, I mean, I want to do, I want to say, yes, Top Gun is a perfect film. Don't come at us with spears. We agree with you. It's it's well made, and it definitely. Yeah, it's pretty boring. Well, I see, I wanted you to see it on the big screen, because I think you would have felt differently. No. I really think you might have. No. Okay. Well, I think you would. But Pers okay. It's just a personal thing, because I, I really don't like war movies. I'm really not the biggest fan of action movies. Like, mm -hmm. romance, yes. Okay. So I actually think this is where Top Gun succeeds, because I do think that it hits... Uh, it is definitely a man's movie yes, right this is. is for men it's for m men's men you know like the manliest of men like this movie but also military men. uh yeah i mean i think old guys young guys like it, it hits all of that but i think women uh and i'm not listen i don't want to like this is a sweeping generalization but for the for those of us who don't like action movies, of which I'm one, and for those of us who don't like military movies, which I am also one, um, you know, there there is this romance, and they kind of give that to us as something to hang on to, and and and, it, and that part works. I mean, I yeah. think it is a it is, so it is a great film, but <laughs> the issue with it, as far as how does this affect, how did this influence Gen X, how did it, you know, indicate what's wrong with your parents is that there's so much hyper-masculinity in the film. Yeah, I mean, major. it's just one big dick swing. I well, mean, I mean, they're military men. They're, that's full, that's the top tier toxic masculinity. Yeah. Well, that's I like don't know if this second is... second from cop. It's like the right below right. where cops, or right above where cops are. Like, yeah. I'd say military men because they're kind of like sent out in groups and they don't really have connections to the real world, kind of. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's what makes it ten times more toxic mm -hmm. masculinity, especially if, I mean, we have the thing going on with um, that Vanessa girl in the military with right. her 
you know, we, we, we've women, been through that. Women in the military are, are, I mean, there are far more women in the military, but it's still having their, it, we have still have a lot of sexual violence toward women who are serving. And the not letting trans people join the army thing, but whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I feel like cops, which if uh, we're going back to what was lethal weapon, uh-huh. I would say cops are number two, but I feel like that's more of like power yeah. for them and I think military is more just like proving that they're a man for some reason. <laughs> well, like. yeah, so this is you know, let's let's just talk about what hypermasculinity is. And I actually would put this I don't see it necessarily as a direct synonym with toxic masculinity. I think that one's a shade higher. This is like a step down, but it's still it portrays um, this is from drnerdlove.com, okay? It was a great article about how you see hypermasculinity in ads. And so it's defined like this. It provides, uh, it portrays violence and physical aggression as manly ideals. It promotes a world where all of male life is a struggle of dominance of others, where sex is a matter of power and female submission rather than one of intimacy and mutual pleasure, and that any feminine emotions are to be repressed. And so the hypermasculine behaviors are violent, physically aggressive, hypersexual, which is what we see like, oh, he's bedded all these women. We find that out from Goose's wife, um, participates in dangerous activities for the thrill of it. And so that is Maverick, right? And it's really all of these men, but it really, really is Maverick. And so I think what's fascinating about the film, and I, I think this happens a lot, is there's all of these super, uh, overly masculine behaviors throughout the whole film and then it kind of solves that where we grow that Maverick has grown. But you don't take that away from the film. You take away the fact that Maverick is told over and over, you're dangerous, you're unsafe, everyone's unsafe with you in the air. I mean, I actually, watching it this time, I was like, I'm on Iceman's side. You know, like, yeah. I didn't expect that to happen. But I was like, I, you know, now I'm a mom. I'm like, Ice, you're right. Um, you know, he's got to take on, he has to have this competitive thing and, this pushing and shoving with ice, you know, who's going to be the best of the best, you know, very, not just competitive, like competitive, you know, to the death almost. I mean, just so over the top and the way that he goes after women, you know? Um, it, yeah. He was going after her. She said no. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's super aggressive and he's in, and so the characters throughout the film say you're aggressive, but what we see happen is that it succeeds he, you know, okay, so he's taking all of these risks and breaking all the rules, and he acts like the rules don't apply to him. But, you know, it succeeds, right? And they always have to admit, okay, it worked, but, like, we don't recommend it, you know, because it's dangerous. And he succeeds with women through arrogance and aggressiveness as well. Mm -hmm. And so I think even, you know, even if we look at Charlie's character and be like, okay, so while there were only two women in the film... One right. was both of their love interests. We can say Charlie was ambitious and she's great at her job in a man's world. And there's a lot of good things to say about Charlie. But he also kind of attacked her when she was teaching, though, kind of proving that he was right. Over oh, yeah. Her. Right. Right. I mean, he did. You're right. The reason Maverick's love interest is the flight instructor is because she's off limits. He's not playing by the rules. He's taking risks. But at the same time, that makes the perfect love story. 
Mm-hmm. That's what you always want. It's the person that you can't have that you want the most and the tension of the fact that you can't do anything, but yet you want to, like, rip each other's clothes off, but you can't and you won't. Mm-hmm. That creates heat. Right. And he toys with her, too. He does. I mean, she lets him know, okay, I invited you to my house. Like, okay, no, I'm going to leave now. And then later <laughs> she's like, hey, you know, tries to talk to him. Mm, you know, going to walk away. Again, this is an aspirational film, right? And the main person that men are aspiring to be is Maverick. And he, you know, toys with with women, doesn't, you know, isn't taking care of her emotions or how she feels. She did step over the line to invite him over and is expressing interest. And now he's shutting her down. Not, you don't feel like it's because he's like, hey, we got to respect the rules. (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely not that. It's to mess with her brain. Right. Um... The thing that I had, there's really one moment in the film that I have a, a problem with, and that is when Goose and Maverick have a bet. Yeah, I know. That was already, yeah. To, if he can bed some, or bet, not bed, have sex with a woman in the club, you know, that night. And uh, that was, I mean, that was really, I was really grossed out by that. Um, I didn't like that um, the girl, what's her name? Charlie. Charlie. I didn't like that she went along with it. Yeah. Your friend was magnificent. Right. Like, yeah, you didn't sell yourself out or anything, like, give yourself to him or whatever. Uh But, like, you don't need to hype him up. (laughs) Like, he's pretty (laughs) hyped up already. Like, you don't need to make it. Like, you could have just walked by and he could have been like, I just got that. Right, right. You could have just said that. Like, she didn't ha- shouldn't have to egg it on. Right, right. Men do that enough already. They don't yeah. need us to support that. Especially knowing that, she, while he didn't realize it, she was his flight instructor. And yeah. she was going to be this guy's flight instructor. So walking in, allowing this guy exactly. to think that, I don't see helps her professionally in any way. It doesn't. Yeah. Um, what other thoughts did you have about it? Uh, something that was messed up for me, in my opinion, because I don't know a lot about the military, mm-hmm. but what I, and how they do, like, do things, but I do know that dog chains are very important. Dog tags. Dog, yeah. dog tags. Mm-hmm. And when, when, after Goose dies and Maverick has his tags... And then he finally, like, does it by himself and is letting Goose go. Right. He chucks the dog tags in the ocean. And I'm just thinking, like, you couldn't have given it to his only fucking son? Right, right. (laughs) That just lost his dad at two years old? Right. Not anything to remember him by. Right. Just his mother. Yes. Like, (laughs) I, I thought the same thing. The other interesting thing about the film, too, is that while, like 80s movies, it is about you know, define authority and upending authority. At the same time, there is a respect for authority. So, okay, I'm going to do a flyby or you told me to stay, you know, never leave your wingman and yet I'm leaving my wingman and I know better than you. But in the end, there is still, there still remains a respect for Viper and Jester and for authority to some degree. So, I think it's fascinating. I mean, in a way, you could say it's a look at hypermasculinity and how one man overcomes it, except for that's not what anyone takes away. Um, I'm pretty sure this this kind of pulls, like, I feel like a Ferris Bueller moment to where the main character is super, like, 
kind of irrational and kind of just thinks about them and it's kind of selfish narcissistic narcissistic. yeah and it's really kind of about like the person that's saying no the whole Mm -hmm. time but like fair like like maverick was the main character right but i but why was the bully a quote-unquote bully of the movie so for the rules like it's he was like you're not safe right that's not what bullies do. Yeah, like, yeah, I know. That's why I was amazed. He also I'm so didn't pro try to outsi- outsmart him at all. Mm-hmm. He just gave him dirty looks. Like that's all he did. Yeah, and like we hate him like this whole time, but he I didn't know. do anything wrong. He literally was trying to give him tips too. And he, right. Oh, yeah, like I'd like to see the movie remade from Isis' point of view. Yeah, <laughs> like because he was probably just a kid who really wanted to be a pilot, and this freak just keeps like almost killing him in in the right because also that flyby situation if the tower says no do not do it like yeah you literally could get in a huge accident if you did that when the f- attendant or whatever said no like deny don't fly over and he does it because he said it was too full there's yeah. literally nowhere to park the plane right and you went to flight school yes. so you know the importance of that of respecting the tower you really like you you're like and you also should not be going that close to the tower either. Right. They were very close. Right. Like, tower is usually, like, on the other, like, side. Yeah, yeah. Like, you don't even see the tower. Yeah. Most of the time. When I mean, you're landing. I don't mind, for the sake of cinema, the, the flybys that are funny. You know, I don't right. mind that at all. I, I just thought it was dumb. Mm-hmm. In a way. <laughs> I just thought it was, like... It's just another example of, uh, you know, and I think but it's... But hyper-masculinity just trying to show off. Right. You know, like, right. that's all he was doing. Right. It's dangerous. It's risky. Goose is like, we really shouldn't do this. Um, And then he ends up dying for it because of it, you know. I think the thing I love the most about the movie is the friendship between Goose and Maverick. True. I mean, who doesn't want a friend like that? I mean, their friendship is so funny and fun. And, uh, I, I mean, to me, that's the most aspirational thing is to have that kind of friendship. I don't know if you, I was wondering if you caught it, if you fully understood how Goose died. Yeah. Do you understand that he, he saved Maverick in, in, like, he basically died because he was saving Maverick. Well, he was trying to pull the eject. Right, but he Maverick couldn't reach it. Maverick couldn't reach his eject. Oh. But he could, and so in, I, I'm not totally 100% clear, but, like, basically, because Maverick couldn't reach it, and he had to reach over and get it, that when then he ejected, he wasn't in... Spuckled it, in. Whatever it was, it, it was a little bit Maverick's fault. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was, it was basically because cool. he was saving Maverick. Yeah, and also, didn't, he, like, Maverick do something stupid, like, and that's why they kind of went out of control? I'm no. pretty sure he, like, pulled up. No, that time it wasn't, right? That's what the whole look into it is because maverick does feel guilty and it there was a it had nothing to do with maverick and he was following the rules that time you know so it, it had nothing to do with him being cocky and arrogant and whatever things went out of control he had the shot right Iceman was the one saying give me 20 more seconds give me five more seconds i can get it i can get it and i guess because maverick's in second position again i don't understand how it works to be a pilot or in the navy but like it appeared that he had to let ice get out of the way so that he could then get the shot, and then when he did, I don't know, something happened with the plane, but... Also, aircrafts are very big, and, like, having, like, six aircrafts in, like, one, like, like a couple meters of, like, next to each other is very freaking scary. Like, that's mm-hmm. what... It, like, gave me anxiety just, like, watching, like, the planes zoom by each other. Yeah. Because, like, 
that's scary. Like, if one little, like, indirect in your wing could catch into something and mm-hmm. just mess up. Um, there's a criticism about the movie. Matthew Modine actually was supposed to take the Maverick role, or was offered the Maverick role, and he uh, is an activist and, and uh, more now than then, but didn't take it because he didn't like the you know, it being kind of a pro-war attitude movie. Yeah. I mean, there isn't war. They say that in the film. There's no war. That's part of what's extraordinary about the 80s is um, other than, like, Grenada, we didn't have any war during the during that time. Um, but it is very jingoistic, you know, very America, rah-rah. Uh, we have a lot of military movies. There wasn't so much more war as there was, like people in boarding school or people like stuck mm-hmm. somewhere to train right right and and we that's what we've talked about like usually you can't there's sort of a, an unspoken rule that we don't make fun of the military because yeah. um you know we do want to respect them and honor them because they keep us safe but during the 80s coming off of the bad treatment of the vietnam soldiers and the government mishandling everything then as we get into this whole upend authority point of view you do have instances like stripes or short circuit or movies that are poking fun at the military so i thought this was interesting way to be inclusive and respectful of the military you know uh i guess well also (laughs) you know letting you have this rebellious young man who is defying authority at the same time so you're kind of embracing and yet taking it a different direction um the final question I have for you, the most talked about scene in Top Gun. Do you know what it is? No. Beach volleyball? That's the most talked about scene. Thoughts? I'm just curious what your thoughts are, having not Googled it or researched it. It had no importance to the story whatsoever. Okay. So it does. It shows, well, Tom Cruise says that the, the importance is of all these shirtless men uh, you know, sweaty, shirtless men <laughs> um, it, playing is to show the competitive, both the spirit and then the competitiveness, that they're competitive with each other in every capacity, right? There's a lot of, uh, we don't have to get into all this, but like there is a whole bunch of people who see a lot of gay subtext in this film. Um, it's not, like, no, it, it, that's I am 100% sure uh, that that's not what, it's trying to portray but except i will say that i think there are so few films for the gay community that if they wanted to read gay subtext into the film i don't blame them because we live by the beach we live at the beach volleyball capital of the world and i promise you they don't wear shirts (laughs) the men do not wear shirts well why would they i know (laughs) <laughs> I know, but they're like in jeans and, and they're all like super, oh, and that's another part of the hyper-masculinity too, which I think is interesting in Top Gun where you see how fit these guys are. And again, Tom Cruise says you see all their muscles rippling and that's important because you know how physically fit they are and that Why they could that be important? because they're so uh, able to go defend the country in any way that comes up their way. That's just how driven they are to excellence. That doesn't make sense. Um, But it is a little different than other 80s films we've seen. Not the Rambos and the Terminators where we had really beefed up, overly pumped men. But, you know, really when you think of the 80s men, you think of like Kevin Costner or Tim Robbins who's in that movie, right? In Bull Durham. I mean, those guys were not 
you know, were not rippling. They, they were very softly masculine, you know, they had nice bodies. They weren't like pumping iron every second of the day. I mean, most of the hottest guys aren't, aren't muscular. Well, today that's how things have changed. You know, I mean, that's one thing. Um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, like what nineties era, Johnny Depp, I would say. And like Kurt Cobain. Yeah. <laughs> like those were hot, like the hot guys, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they, they, they were soft. They looked like <laughs> drug addicts. <laughs> like they're, <laughs> well, there was in the nineties something called heroin chic. So that was a look, but, yeah. um, no, I'm not saying it wasn't. I'm just saying that <laughs> yeah. those, I don't know. Like, yeah. A lot of the eighties guys are also not. Yeah. I mean, even Will the karate Smith, kid. Will Smith in the nineties. I think Will Smith today He's yeah, far more buff than he was in the 90s. He's but, skinny. But it kind of started with this, um, you know, we, we had this Schwarzenegger and Stallone movement that started in the 80s, which is by far hyper-masculinity because it was always with guns. It was th- those things, the guns, <laughs> muscles, and weaponry were one. You know, men have guns. Um, and And it starts, you just start to see how it, becomes more and more of an influence to now whereas women have many acceptable body types didn't used to we do now men still are stuck in this what's it like to what's it mean to be a man and you have to have you know washboard abs you have to have what do you call it the v um v line the v line you know there's only one acceptable body type for a man so all of this, I wanted to say, all of this taking in mind, I am a woman, and I get that I'm, I am i don't know what it's like to be a man, but I do think that Top Gun, especially because of how aspirational it is, really directed young men of, like, this is the kind of person that you want to be. This is the kind of person that society respects, that women want to be with, and I think my, my husband, your stepfather, uh, challenged me on that and said, this is, in the 80s at least, this is what this is how what you had to do to get women. You had to be that aggressive. And I was like, no, no. you didn't. I mean, you guys thought that because the movies told you that. And maybe some women responded that way. But I think back to in my life. rock stars probably in L.A. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I think back in my own life, and I can't think of one instance where – the hyper-masculine, aggressive behavior was attractive to me and that that's the kind of guy I fell for. Never once. Yeah, and what's funny is that I've been talking to a lot of my guy friends and I've actually had this conversation like three times in the past two days. And it's like, guys are like, why do guys just ruin it for the rest of us? Like, the way that guys bully girls or like think of their high or toxic masculinity ways is what makes us not like be so I'm not having sex with you I'm not even going near you mm-hmm. like if you guys didn't call women whores and sluts all the time we would be whores and sluts like we we want sex just as much as you do you guys just over sexualize everything and make us feel like shit about our bodies so then we don't want to have sex with you and then we feel bad if we have sex yeah because you make us feel like crap about it yeah so maybe stop calling people whores and maybe you'll get laid. Like, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. And in the meantime, the men who are considered, uh, you know, by society in general to be the sexiest tend to be these more sensitive guys at the moment, like the Timothy Chalamet and, um, uh, you're ick on him now before you were like, 
I've never been on. Okay, like one or two podcasts ago, you. Wait, <laughs> he's very big right now. Like girls are obsessed with him. I thought he was cute at first, and like more, like the more and more I look at him, I'm just like, eh. yeah, yeah. And not- I also, re- I'm not really for the "Call Me by Your Name" thing. Mm-hmm. Like just the movie and the entire story in general is just gross. Well, but... I think so because he's so much old. like the guy. Yeah, it's pedophile. It's literally yeah. pedophilia. Yeah, <laughs> it's romanticizing is... pedophilia. That's all that movie does. I know. I was but, the only uh... person saying that. I was like, <laughs> we're gonna give this movie an Oscar. Like, I haven't even seen the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, but apparently the gay guys it was yeah you'll never eat a peach again but i'll just leave it at that I, I've been, i'm not watching it i don't plan on watching it i honestly haven't seen that many things of him in it mm-hmm. not gonna lie i would say our guys right now is harry styles who's very feminism wears women's clothing very like that matthew gray goobler who is very feminism very all about that and both of them are very skinny i would say mm-hmm. and uh even though Matthew's 40, we still obsess over him. Tom Felton and Robert Pattinson. Mm-hmm. I would say pa- those are our four right now. They're very now. pasty. They're a very pasty group. Yeah, those are so <laughs> <laughs> Well, they look like they're dead, kind of. So, yeah, that's 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 Gen Z's type. Well, that's Vampire looking. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. That makes sense. Um, okay, I knew I said that that was the last thing we were going to talk about, but there's one more thing. The message of the movie is I, there are no points for second place. And I yeah. don't, also don't think that that's a I healthy it's attitude. Not. It's also a hyper-masculine No, attitude, it should be like, if you, it's like a try your best thing mm-hmm. is what should be the message. Like, do it, your best. Yeah. Well, it just matters if you try. Like, I mean, they could have used that, like when um, Cougar and Maverick, when they're like ha- having a panic attack and they mm-hmm. just, or, like, it's no good. It's no good. We're not... I'm just backing out, mm-hmm. like, full on. Mm-hmm. That, they could have taken that and put it, like, if you, as long as you try your best... Mm-hmm. Right. And do what it, like, what is right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. There's Save no your friends. Yeah, like, <laughs> war is not about first place. You know what I mean? Like, the Air Force. Yeah. I it's mean, not... It, no, it's not about what which military person like yeah kills like if we're like you know what i mean yeah do we know the guy who killed osama bin laden because i'm pretty sure everyone just put it on obama yeah like they're just like obama killed him obama killed him well navy seal team six but exactly Mm -hmm. but do you have a name (laughs) right was it richard (laughs) no (laughs) no one gives a fuck (laughs) like it's not about that right and it's about teamwork i mean it's about teamwork exactly right right. which is what the movie should have been about not you should always strive for number one. Yeah. That I mean, is not what you should be doing. You should be doing what you can to help as much as you can. That's actually a really good point, and it didn't dawn on me until you said that, that it really is, even though Maverick has a teammate in Goose, it's always Maverick's decisions. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, when he's with Merlin, who is Tim Robbins, like, that was like a, whoa, there's Tim Robbins. Yeah. I didn't even realize he was in this. Um, you know, in the back, Merlin's just flipping out with what's going on, and all he can do is just articulate wildly you know well, in the i background. mean if, if he's doing some things that he's not supposed to be doing and he's in control maverick's in control he's yeah. in the back like he's mm-hmm. he, the instruments guy or something yeah. yeah he can't he can't he's not making the calls right so in the end it wasn't so he's not listening to his teammates he's 
not respecting everything, he's still making those decisions. But of course, in the end, he doesn't leave Ice's side. He, you know, he is a good wingman. He's there for Ice and they win. And he does shed tears and he does, you know, have a reckoning and he comes around and has, you know, in theory, dropped these hyper-masculine um, behaviors. Mm-hmm. But again, no one remembers that. <laughs> it's not and, your takeaway. And then the, the whole romance just got killed. I think. But there was no resolution. They didn't no. show them kissing at the end or them being like, or her being like, I'm not going to go to Washington. Or, yeah. They never give you a clear. I know. I kind of don't mind. And they got divorced her. three years later. Oh, clearly. Clearly. Um, all right. He definitely cheated. <laughs> yeah, he probably did. Um, all right. Well, this is 80s Movies, A Guide to What's Wrong with Parents. I'm Riley Roberts. I'm Tara McNamara. And you can learn about Top Gun and more at 80smovieguide.com. And follow us on social media at 80s. Thanks. <laughs> Just feel like crying